Hey, this is Robert Mitchell at High Tide in the Dreamtime, episode 23. Uh, today's uh, podcast is going to be short, but uh, the title is going to be Psychedelics, Astrology, and Your Dharma. And this episode, this podcast episode, is inspired by um, a class that I'm teaching on astrology. And one of the things that I'm always tempted to undo in people's understanding of astrology is to make a break with the notion of mechanism meaning that their astrology is causing their experience because it doesn't in any way. It reflects it. Astrology talks about a quantum experience of consciousness where the structures of your consciousness bear fruit. That's all astrology is. It's not that Mars in Aries is beaming down on you and causing you to be a certain way. The structure of your consciousness creates the environment that you encounter. And your reaction to that is really about the uh, kind of consciousness that you develop. So if you feel created by that, that's, that's your ego. If your ego feels created by this was my mother, this was my father, this was my family, this was my culture, this is my environment, then it is a very static thing. Your memory, your history, and your biography. But if you're able to recognize that your history and your biography and even your current moment is a feedback system about the structures of your consciousness and your relationship with that, then everything changes and everything is infused with that awareness of the power of your consciousness. And this is no quick fix. This is no like, you're gonna figure this out today but the awareness of the dynamics of your consciousness, the awareness of the propulsion of your consciousness into your environment is something that will transform your consciousness, what Jung called metanoia. It'll transform your consciousness into, from something that's reacting to, to what you've experienced and what are, are experiencing to an awareness of the animating factor of your consciousness that is allowing that experience, allowing you to have that experience. And you can partner with that. And something that psychedelics do, because they're germane in this conversation, is they take you out of that loop they take you out of that identity loop, out of that ego structure loop, 
out of that historical biographical loop into the engine of your consciousness. And one of the things it can do is it can, you can take a quantum leap because everything that you experience in a psychedelic state that isn't the actual engine of the mechanics of your experience is usually a distortion of that on the way to the source. And some of those distortions may be pleasant. Some of those distortions may be unpleasant. But they are all somewhere along the way to the source of your consciousness. And everybody shares the same source. And what their relationship is with their distortions or clarity as they move further away from that source is really going to be the determining factor in their experience. So one thing that astrology shows people is it shows the way that the dynamics of their consciousness have been conditioned coming into their life. I have no doubt about that after seeing a thousands or thousands of charts. That's true for absolutely everybody. Now, what they do with that information is different from person to person. But it's there. It's available. It's clear. And it's articulate about the state of their consciousness coming into this life and the potentials for transformation that are baked in to that state of consciousness. One of the mistakes that people make with astrology is they think it's determinative or like I said, mechanistic, and it's not. It's a dynamic holographic system that as you bring consciousness to it, you can animate different parts of it and you can also transform its totality. Now that is also true of your history and your biography because if you can make contact with the source of consciousness, which is really like the propulsive force that creates everybody's life, you can retroactively experience its presence in any event in your life. Negative or positive or traumatic or transcendent, that animating principle was present. And whether you reacted to the joy or the suffering or the trauma or the fun, that animating presence was there. And a lot of what your experience is in recall is really how aware you were 
of that presence at the time. Because for each one of us, our lives is a feedback system. It's a holographic feedback system. It shows us how our consciousness is structured and where we have to work and what we have to work out, as well as what our gifts are and what we have to give. So if I look at somebody's astrology chart, I can see what their parents were like. I can see how they experienced them. 100%. I can see how they experienced themselves as children. I can see how they experienced themselves now. That's not in doubt. But the responsibility of saying, I found myself in this situation because it was the situation that had the most potential for my transformation is really the difference maker. And that's true right now. That's true with the coronavirus. You know, there's a, there's a trauma to the coronavirus, but there's also an opportunity because a lot of things that are no longer working are finished. And there's a lot of opportunity for new economy, new creativity, new kinds of consciousness that aren't fettered by old ways. And always in our old ways, there's conditioning. This is how I thought things were. This is how I thought I was. This is how I thought, this is what I thought happened to me. But there is an animating principle in everybody's consciousness, no matter who they are or what they're doing. And it only needs to be yoked. It only needs to be embraced in the moment. And it also can be embraced in the past. One can recall memories where it was absent and they felt alone and they were suffering or they felt victimized. And they can re-experience those events with the presence of that awareness and the intelligence of that awareness. And it will change the event. That is what astrology does for the people that I work with it. I am able to articulate what their experience has been and what their experience is. Just because I understand astrology, I've been lucky to have that come across my windshield and, and to be able to grasp it. And it shows each person that there's a dynamic intelligence involved in their life that's objectively verifiable. And rather than talk about the events or the structures that created those experiences that they recall that made them up, I like to reorient people towards the intelligence that created those events as a feedback system to let them know how their consciousness was structured. Now, psychedelics do the same thing, but they are just a lot more erotic. There's a logos in astrology. It's almost like the logos of quantum physics. But psychedelics, they're the eros. They show you. The 
the, the astrology, I can tell somebody, here's the structures of your consciousness. Here's what they've done. Here's what they're doing in the present. Here's what they are. The animating force behind them is asking of you. With psychedelics, I don't have to do that. People do it for themselves. They enter into the animating energies of their consciousness that are outside their conditioned nervous system and their identity that is static in their ego state. And basically what psychedelics do is they put your ego state down for a nap for a while and you're able to come into contact with the animating forces of your life. And whether that's pleasurable or not pleasurable is usually just an opinion. Because if you can make contact with the intelligence that is the propulsion force behind that experience, then there is no suffering. There's only information. And that's true in astrology and psychedelics. But when you get past your ego state that thinks a certain way and remembers things a certain way and feels a certain way about your memories, all that is behind there are the animating forces of your consciousness. And that is very intelligent. That intelligence has formed solar systems and galaxies and universes, physical and non-physical. And if you allow yourself to receive from that intelligence, it'll change your ego state for the better. It's not imaginary. In fact, what's imaginary is your ego state and your identity and your history and your biography. You got to generate a lot of energy to hold all that together and for that to be constant. And sometimes that takes a lot of energy from people's creativity that they might otherwise be getting from other parts of themselves. And we're all going to have to have ego states because that's how we navigate physical reality. It's it's what organizes our nervous system and our brain. So it's not a matter of being egoless because that's nonsense. It's a matter of allowing our egos to be informed by the forces that animate them, not by the experiences that we've come in contact generated by those forces. It's a very subtle distinction, but it's a distinction that can be life-changing. I've seen it a lot of times. So, it's a little short one, and I want people to maybe listen to this and enjoy it and think about the parts of themselves that exist outside their egoic awareness that are still them. Your ego is a sliver. It's a sliver of the pie that's you. But everything's getting filtered through it. 
and it filters out a lot of information. And also, consider the malleability of the state. Consider that it can change and it can open and it can receive more of its non-historical origins. That was what Jung thought about the ego. He thought it was an ambassador for the self, which was eternal beyond this lifetime. And where the ego was detached from the self, from what was eternal and timeless, that's where suffering was. That's where potential wasn't reached. That's where depression is. So in both of these instruments, whether they be uh, astrology or psychedelics, the historical biographical self is evident. But it is evident as evidence of something greater. And when something greater than the historical ego is brought into any memory, any historical sense of self, or even any present moment where one becomes aware that there is an intelligence that lays outside of what they are presently perceiving or have perceived in the past that's transmitting that experience, the moment and the memory are changed. And that is true in both of these modalities, both astrology and psychedelics. And I think it's well worth considering in our lives, in our moment to moment, in our relationships, in our families, that there's an animating force behind all our moments that if we are not in touch with, it makes our moments very flat and very three-dimensional. And there's something else going on all the time. All right. So this was Robert Mitchell at High Tide in the Dreamtime. I hope everybody enjoyed this and got something from it. And I look forward to speaking to everybody in the future. And you can also find information on my work at www.goingquantum.org on both astrology and psychedelics. All right. Thanks so much. Bye.